0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Good, and I hope you're doing well today, tonight, or whenever you are listening to this. On this week's episode, I am going to be talking about the recently released show on Netflix known as Arcane, a League of Legends story, or something along those lines. So, as with all the things I usually talk about here, I'm going to go over kind of some things that will be spoiler-free, and then I will definitely let you know when we are into spoiler territory. Anyway, I want to talk briefly before we get into the show about my personal, like, relationship with League of Legends. League of Legends came out when I was a freshman in college. And I will never forget um, seeing my friends start playing this game, and it was, like, in its beta or something. And I was like, oh, why are people, who is this person with this ice arrow and whatever, was what this? Uh, and they were addicted to it. And soon I was, too. I got really into it for a long time, for a few years. And I played a ton. I used to play Gangplank. Um, When Rengar finally came out, I used to play him a bunch. A little Blitzcrank action. Uh, My gosh, who else did I play? Uh, Twitch back in the day. I don't know if any of those characters are still viable, but I did enjoy the game. It was a love-hate relationship, though, because it was such a stressful thing. And it would eat up at least like 35 to 45 minutes of your life every game. And, uh, yeah, it used to be a kind of a stressful thing, especially with my friends who it would be really fun when we were winning and sometimes not so much fun when we were losing. And the thing too, was that like with that type of game and a lot of games still today, there's not really necessarily any progression. It's just about you getting like better at the game, trying to read a bunch of patch notes when they change things. And then also maybe getting like some costumes along the way. But for all the games I've ever played in my life that I put a ton of time into, I don't know if I ever spent any money on that game believe it or not i was gifted things which was really nice but i just never saw the point in like getting costumes and stuff i was just there to play with my friends but i have a soft spot for league of legends in that respect even though i haven't indulged in that franchise um for a while now oh my gosh almost like a decade and I was kind of thinking like, okay, Arcane. I've seen this kind of around. I so saw I was getting promoted. I'm um, getting promoted out here in California. And I was thinking, oh, okay, I'll check it out. But man, oh man, uh, I was not prepared for what I was about to see. So what the heck is Arcane? Arcane is a animated show, mostly CG, but also mixed in with hand drawn animation about these characters that leave, live in Runeterra. Um, more, so the city of Piltover and the undercity of Zaun. Piltover is basically like that kind of pie-in-the-sky dream, wants to be a utopia, really technologically advanced, really shiny and nice, you know, kind of that high fantasy um uh, dreamland that you could probably picture. And then Zahn is kind of the opposite. It's underneath, literally, of Piltover. And it's very seedy underbelly, kind of creepy, um, you know, shady deals going on all the time. That sort of thing. And we focus on a few main characters from kind of both sides of it. The two main ones would be Vi and Powder, who uh, eventually uh, becomes a different character, I will say that much, uh, in the League of Legends universe. And also Jace, who some other people might know. Those are the three primary ones. And then also um, his scientific lab partner, Victor. We follow the story of Vi and Powder and their kind of motley crew in the Undercity, kind of, uh, you know, doing things here and there, maybe stealing a few things up in Piltover. Just trying to kind of scrape by, but also maybe make a name for themselves in some regards, especially Vi. But there seems to be this kind of weird dichotomy, but also this kind of, um, this stress that has started out because this uh, show takes place over a couple of years. I'll tell you that much. And with between Zahn and Piltover, where it's like you have these, um, these criminals that are kind of amassing in Zahn and are really frustrated with how Piltover runs things and Piltover kind of rules over them like I said before literally but with an iron fist with these enforcers now man I gotta just say uh I want you guys to know this this is a show I think I for anybody regardless if you know League of Legends or not will get a kick out of yeah it's got a 16 plus rating so just keep that in mind but it is so well done I was so amazed because the first couple episodes I felt were a little bit slow I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this, but then it really kicks up and the the CG in this is so great and it's mixed in with this hand-drawn animation and there's so much attention to detail. One of my favorite things is how they show smoke in this uh or like steam in and amongst these various scenes and so for example, you know, there might be two characters talking over some cups of tea and uh they're, you know, They don't need to do this, but they put, like, steam coming off of the tea. Or, like, when an explosion happens, you can see the smoke kind of drawn in in different ways. And I, in the past, have been someone who is not the biggest fan of, like, cell-shaded animation. I don't think I would call this that. This is something... It feels like it's new. Or it feels like... It's knocking on the doors of the big movie companies and saying, hey, look it, we're not making just, you know, an hour and a half or a two hour thing. We are making 45 minute episodes of this stuff. And it is it's kind of mind blowing to me just because of the quality of it all. It's just so much fun to watch. And then once in a while, they'll throw some stuff in there that kind of changes it up uh, and, you know, shifts it depending on like the music for a moment or, um, just how a character is thinking or feeling or everything like that and how they intercut everything. It's just a true buffet for the eyes. It's just a visual feast. And I adore it for that because I just want to see an anthology series of League of Legends characters, you know, where because that's what I thought this was going to be, where each episode would focus on a different one of them just so we could kind of get them all versus trying to kind of attempt to tie them together before they're actually in this kind of, you know, battle royale situation. Well, maybe not battle royale, but, you know, teams fighting each other. Uh, but they do a great job of tying these characters, these disparate characters together, where you have Jace, who is kind of like Iron Man. He's this uh, forward thinker kind of futurist that you know is going to break some of the rules to make some stuff happen where he's trying to harness the power of the arcane and that's something that the leader basically of Piltover or one of the main council members the one who founded the city Heimerdinger uh, is very kind of against he's like I've seen this happen before where people try to take magic and try to make it their own and it never ends well now I thought it would be tough for them to kind of wrap that story in with these kind of two Zonites uh, who are kind of living off the streets and all that. But they do a great job of actually bringing it full circle and making it feel much more natural. It's not like in the first few episodes they've all met and they're all fighting or, you know, on the same side. It's not like that. There are multiple storylines going on here running parallel with each other but they do a great job of also making it pretty straightforward and easy to understand once you get past kind of that beginning portion. Now, again, like I said before, I have this kind of long running, you know, relationship, as it were, with League of Legends. So a lot of these characters are ones that I am familiar with. And I was curious to see who was going to become whom and, you know, other characters they've kind of teased. And I'm not really sure about all of it, because I only got a little bit into the lore of League of Legends way back in the day, which, by the way, is very, very fascinating and really well done. Now, not only are they doing Arcane, but a great um, studio, game studio that I love, Airship Syndicate, just came out with a game, Ruined King, uh, which is turnstile-based, again, like Battle Chasers, featuring more League of Legends characters like Katarina and... Is that what his name? Yasuo. A bunch of people. Anyway, uh, and then also there's like a mobile game, and there's, there's all this stuff coming out from League of Legends, and there's so much, you know, there's a few different ways now to consume the stories and the world that League of Legends has built, because it is really, really fascinating. However, you know, I haven't really tried those out, but Arcane, to me, seems like one of the best ways to do that. It is so great. The world itself is fascinating, and the cool thing is that Rune Terra is massive. It's it's much bigger than just a few cities, right? Like every you know piece of lore out there, you know, you focus on a few main spots, but there's so much more they could get into. And I'm hopeful, with the name being so broad, like Arcane, which on the surface, if you'd be like Arcane, what's that even I don't I don't know what that means, but that would allow them to tackle almost any of the characters in some capacity, which is pretty great. And it gives me more hope that I can see my boy Rengar take down Kha'Zix. Basically, if you guys don't know Rengar, it's like he's a big cat man. He's basically like the predator. And Kha'Zix is like a xenomorph, kind of, sort of. Uh, That's being very reductive. But that's kind of, I think, the the original concepts uh, were born from that. But uh, yeah, I I just want to see more of this because this art style is so uh, captivating, gripping to me. And I just really love how it's done, uh, where it is just so, um uh, I don't know, it's visually stunning, maybe is the way I would put it. And there feels like there's just so much depth and character put into every single frame. It's just so great. And the framing too. Side note, the framing is so good. Uh, the camera work in this, which not a lot of people talk about, I think, with these types of CG movies, but that's a big thing that I'm still learning about myself. It, it's so well done, like, like how it moves and tilts or like when a character gets knocked over and you like follow them and the camera kind of falls down with them or they might turn over and the camera will turn with them but then like I said before with the framing where it's always like they'll have just one of the characters framed perfectly between like two plants or like a doorway or something and it's just like oh my gosh there was so much thought and effort put into these characters which is so crazy to me because the first time I ever interacted with most of them was them just getting dropped in a game and hoping that they were viable options. Ooh, you see, vi, viable? I'm so sorry. Anyway, but, like, that was it. You get, like, a picture of them, their, you know, summary, or their bio, and their moves, and then kind of, like, suggested items. And that was it, for the most part. And now we get to see, like, how these characters, like, came to be. And that, to me, is really interesting. It's like, okay, now you're starting to get me a little bit. And it even got me to watch, like, one of the games from the most recent um, League of Legends Worlds tournament, which I was watching it and I was like, yep, this still pretty much seems like League of Legends, <laughs> even though the- I've seen changes. There are changes, uh, admittedly, but uh, for the most part, it's still seen the same. But it's cool to see that Riot is taking this massively popular game and building out the world. This is stuff that uh, I've wanted to see done with stuff like Overwatch you know I feel like that is a franchise that is just ripe uh, for the picking as far as making a show like this or an anthology show if you guys have ever seen like the trailers they would do for each character I guess they didn't do it for every single one but they would kind of do like little mini four or five minute stories they're like Pixar shorts basically or Disney animation shorts Are just stunning and this feels like it's at that level even though it does have a different artistic style. It's not like the perfect glossy, shiny that Overwatch is. But this definitely is something uh, unique in its own right. And I really, really hope, uh, you know, we are already getting a second season. I can say that much. Uh, but I really, really hope that they continue um, kind of fleshing this out and they're not afraid to really blow up in the world and really tackle some other stuff too. And again, maybe an anthology series would be kind of... Um, not up their alley. I just, I, I liked how What If did it with Marvel recently, where they kind of jumped around and, you know, cherry-picked different things. But, yeah, obviously we all have our favorite characters. And we're not even getting into um, the bigger stuff that they've teased, which I'm going to get into now, because I'm going to flip the old spoiler switch. Are you guys ready? Here we go. <laughs> uh, ugh. You guys can't see it anymore, but the sparks, there's still sparks. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Anywho, the biggest stuff they're talking about, uh, one of the counselor characters um, who becomes a love interest for Jace, her mom um, is actually from Noxus, which is one of the kind of major countries and superpowers, I believe, in the world of Runeterra. And this is not to mention that there's also another one known as Demacia, uh, who you guys might know, uh, like Garen or Jarvan the fourth, I think it is. Jarvan fourth or six? I think it's four. Uh, but there is so much more out there and talking about kind of the war that might be coming between these factions here and how Piltover is maybe in the middle of it just because of the technology and the progress that they've made and how those things can be used to, you know, ensure victory going forward. I think that's so fascinating. Uh And speaking of Victor E., uh Victor's in this. There's another character I used to play a little bit back in the day. This is Jace's, like I said before, or aforementioned science partner. And in the show, he is a young man from Zon who has a kind of crippling ailments, which is becoming terminal. And he eventually kind of becomes this cyborg guy. And I, o- I always knew him as like this super like advanced technological, like kind of Doctor Doomish character, right? But in this show you get to see him before all of that, even though he is going towards uh that very quickly, the one that I know. And his origin kind of uh and the fact that somebody loses their life during his kind of um science experiment gone wrong, it was like kind of like, oh man, it was a uh, it was kind of powerful in a way. I was like, oh jeez. Uh but that's only one of the transformations we see over time, um, because Vi and Powder do get separated when they're younger. Vi gets sent off to a prison known as Stillwater, and um, Powder ends up getting, like, raised by um, their father figure's old friend, but then, like, new arch rival named Silco, who's Silco, by the way, uh, as, like, the main kind of bad guy for the show. He's the kingpin of the underworld, basically. Uh, is so well done, so interesting, and I wish we could have seen more of him. Uh, but he's he gets a lot of time in this. I just was trying to think, like, is he, like, a character moving on later on? Maybe he'll come back, and I'll be wrong. And I'll be like, oh, it was that guy all along. He just needed to go away and then come back. But uh, Powder's transformation, we don't really see it, but we see what she becomes, and that's Jinx. Now, Jinx is, I think, for a lot of people, and I know myself included... She was very, like, Harley Quinn when we first saw her. She was this, she's kind of, uh, this kind of crazy, gun-happy villain, or villainess, I should say. And I remember thinking, yeah, she's not super compelling, uh, but her kit's kind of interesting. And she's a pretty intelligent person. She has the ability to make her own weapons and kind of uh, tinker with things, and that makes her cool. But in this show, they do a great job of making her feel like a very distinct character. She is very traumatized by her youth and things that have happened and have forced her to become this kind of uh loose cannon as it were and I think she's really well done, and she's actually kind of scary. The way they shoot her sometimes, especially later on, she seems like this force to be reckoned with like when she shows up, people are like, "You gotta get out of here like <laughs> which is kind of interesting, but it's it's done well, it's done really well. And I think her character going forward will still be this compelling force that drives the narrative. And seeing her relationship with her sister Vi as they go forward and kind of the the sad falling apart of that uh, is something that I've kind of been interested in because when they both kind of came out a long time ago, it was like Vi is after Jinx and Jinx doesn't want to be captured by Vi. And I'm sure there was more to it than that. But I remember thinking, okay, I was like classic like... There's a cop who's trying to bring down this villain and they just keep going, you know, round and round. But there's a lot more to it. Also, uh, another character that I like to see pop up here is Caitlin, the sniper uh, from from Piltover, who comes from a, a pretty nice family, pretty posh. But she and Vi kind of end up teaming up as a pair and she's kind of this, like, you know, very straightforward, like, we need to get this done. But it's clearly never gotten her hands dirty, whereas Vi has just, like, lived in that her whole life. So the two of them working together is pretty fun and, and makes sense to me. So the main characters right there, kind of Vi, Jinx, Caitlin, Jace, and Victor... And then also another character that I'm not really as familiar with, but a lot of people are, is Echo. He's another one of the kids from back in Zaun. Um, I think he might be a fan favorite. I'm not exactly sure, but he has a pretty um, decent role to play as well. And ends up eventually kind of befriending Heimerdinger, uh, who way, way back in the day was this kind of just like really weird, um, crazy, wacky little guy uh, that they ended up kind of retooling and making him more Yoda-esque where he is this kind of just this not all-knowing force but this kind of um voice for wisdom uh throughout uh you know the League of Legends kind of mythos as it were but again kind of getting different characters like um one of the founders of Piltover who gets kicked off the council uh and ends up teaming up with Echo and kind of trying to learn more about him and the world that um he has never really seen down in Zahn as much. Yeah, it's just cool. There's just like a lot going on here, but it's still really uh digestible. And I really, really enjoyed it. And again, I can't stress this enough. Your mileage is gonna vary depending on what types of kind of media you like to consume. But If you are a fan of any type of CG animation or video games, or like me, if you're a fan of both, you would get a kick out of this. Uh, It's really well done. There are nine episodes that came out over a couple of weeks, it seems like, and season two has already been greenlit, and I cannot wait to see that because, the um, man, once the show... Uh, really, you know, has established these characters and stuff. And then it jumps into the fight scenes, uh, which are just so well done. The action in this really, really has this sense of weight uh, and speed. And it's just, it gets kind of like intimidating and scary sometimes because you're like, wow, I don't even know what's happening. So like, it makes me think of like, what will happen one day when they attempt to, if they really do attempt to make like a League of Legends show in, like, the arena of League of Legends. Like, all that stuff, which is crazy. And also, they're coming out with a fighting game, because why not? Uh, I don't know. Like, it just, it makes me smile to think that a big company like Riot and stuff, and obviously there's there's more to it than just, um, uh, just making stuff for the fans, because it's not just that. But it's cool to see them flesh out their world and into these different kind of um, mediums. And I just, I want to see that happen for a lot of other things, too. Oh, it's just so cool. Uh, so I recommend, highly recommend, checking out Arcane if you can. Uh, again, it's on Netflix right now. You can go check it out over there. Um, let them know Jimmy sent you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. About it. <laughs> They'd be like, who, what? Uh, but I would really love to know what you guys think of Arcane. If you've watched it, if you haven't, please let me know if you are watching or listening to this on YouTube, just leave it down in the comments. But if you're listening somewhere else, please just tweet at me. I'm a jimmygood013. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, now we're going to move into that segment of the show that I like to call, that you like to call, that we all like to call... Time Killers. That's right. It's time for Time Killers. (laughs) Yeah. So besides Arcane, I've started watching the newly released uh, first two episodes here of Hawkeye. No, that's not Hawkeye, it's actually pronounced hot guy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh that's over on Disney Plus. And you know what? It feels very much like um it feels more so like um well I say Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in that it's like a movie that they've broken up into some episodes versus something a little more um serialized, like maybe Loki would be. But yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, Jeremy Renner and some of the ramifications of the Avengers were just, like, so cool to see. I love it when there are consequences. I love a world that respects and understands what's come before it. And that's definitely what we're seeing here. And also, Haley Steinfeld. She's she's great. She's always great. Uh, so I'm excited to see more of that show. But I I don't want to say, like yay or nay until we see the rest of it. I'm sure I'll be all in, but uh, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'll just let it play out over the few more episodes that it has. I think it's six or something like that. And it is very, very heavily Christmas-influenced. So if you're watching this right now or listening to this, I would recommend watching it around, uh, you know, as it comes out for Christmas or maybe wait till next year Uh, (laughs) because I, it's very like Christmas songs and it's snowing in New York and yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind as well. Besides that, I've been playing some Halo Infinite multiplayer, which has been great. Uh, I love Halo. It's just it's just a fun game. It's super duper fair. It's so fair. When I, you know, get taken out, I know why. It's not like typically, unless I'm playing Fiesta, where they're just giving people random weapons, uh, I know like where I screwed up and, you know, as opposed to some other games uh, where I'm like, oh, I couldn't really counter that. In Halo, it's like, yeah, you can you can figure out what went wrong and do better next time. So, and I've just been hanging out and playing that with Joe, which has been great. Uh, And also I was watching a bunch of my hero academia. I think I'm mostly caught up. I've just been rewatching it. I got to stop watching it again and again and again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Anyway, that is going to do it for the show here today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate you guys. Again, I know we're kind of more on like an every other week basis. I hope that works for you. If you guys would like this back on a week-to-week basis, let me know. Work's just been kind of busy. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys want. Please, please tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, if you want to kind of stay more up-to-date with everything over on Twitter, you can find me at Go Critical or just Critical Reviews. That's what it is over there. Or you can find me personally. I'm at JimmyGood013. So that's at Go Critical or at JimmyGood013. Either one will find me. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, We've got the merchandise, if anybody's interested in that. And I've been cranking out a ton of Disney vlogs because those are easy to do and so much fun. Please let me know if you guys would like to see some more Disney stuff talked about here on the show. I've even flirted with the idea of doing a fully separate podcast just for Disney. So we can kind of do one every other week. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. I, would, you know, I want to hear what you guys like. Uh, and a huge, huge, huge thank you to our Patreon members. That's just amazing. Like the fact that anybody, first off, listens to this stuff. It, I appreciate that so much. Uh, but let alone gives me money every month to continue to make it and support me. That That's huge, especially after my big move. So thank you so, so much. Uh, and also, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start shouting people's names out at the end here. So if you want a shout out, You put it down in the comments or leave it somewhere. But I know that Ryan is listening all the way to the end of this. And I know Jason is probably listening all the way to the end of this. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate that much. And anybody else who's just hanging out here today. You guys are the best. Uh, Thank you. And also look forward to me showing up on another person's podcast. Very soon, I will definitely tweet it out and let you guys know. I'm looking forward to it. But if you have any other suggestions for folks to team up with in the future, just let me know. We'll reach out. Sounds good. Anyway, until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome.